delighted to welcome you to today's webinar, whether you're watching live on Zoom, whether you're watching back on recording or whether you're listening into our podcast series. Delighted to have you with us this morning. My name's Rob McGee. I'm the CEO at Ingenio. We have, uh, we have a couple of businesses that are focused in and around the tech software and SaaS space. Uh, one is uh, a recruiter. Uh, we're, re uh, we're responsible and involved in hiring for lots and lots of uh, tech software and SaaS organizations right across the European region. And uh, the other business is Ingenio Learning. Uh, this is an e-learning business uh, where we have built uh, a number of courses and tools to help people like you get hired very specifically in the tech, software, and SaaS industry. Um, delighted to have you uh, with us uh, today and this week. And um, uh, just, I guess, before we, we start off, uh, I just wanted to, to uh, provide a little bit of a shout out to a series of events that we're running this week to celebrate uh, International Women's Day. Um, I'm running a, a series of, uh, of live webinar interviews with eight female leaders in and around the tech industry from lots of different areas, be that sales, be that marketing, uh, be that engineering, be that services. Uh, and each of these uh, ladies are basically doing a 15 minute session with me and they're giving tips, advice on how you can develop uh, yourself, how you can get into the tech space. And um, if you'd like to join, um, we'll provide some details uh, for registration. Uh, we've done three already. Uh, I, I had a session with Kira Flood at And Open yesterday, uh, and I've done sessions with Karen uh, McCaffrey and Luella Morton at Test Reach this morning. Um, so you're not too late. You can definitely join in and um, definitely get a huge amount of insight uh, from those sessions. But um, I wanted to, 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 I guess, get into the detail of what, what are we doing here today, this morning. Um, a follow on to our session last week, which was preparing for an interview. Um, and we're running this series over the course of March. Um, what I want to do today uh, is I want to give you some advice and tips in terms of controlling the interview. Um, probably a little easier said than done, um, but definitely achievable, uh, assuming that you do the right level of preparation, that you do the right level of homework, that you do the right level of research, and, and also that you, um, I guess, that you follow some kind of pretty simple uh, structures. Um, so, so today is really all about controlling the job interview from your perspective as a candidate. Uh, let me uh, launch into some of the details, right? So there is, a, um, there is a, an approach that I help people with, and I'm a huge fan and, and kind of disciple of, um, which comes from a kind of a, a, a sports psychology perspective that I, that I got, got very, very interested in a number of years ago. And that is a technique called visualization. Um, so, so I guess you see lots of, uh, lots of sports people doing all sorts of visualization and it works right across sport. You know, you see um, uh, Usain Bolt was a huge, huge advocate of visualization. Uh, where, you know, pre 100 meters, he would shut down, close his eyes, he would visualize 
um, you see lots of golfers do it. Um, I'm big into rugby. You see a lot of rugby players do it, particularly when they're, you know, they're taking kicks or conversions. Um, and what I'm trying to get you tuned into here from an interview perspective is I want to get you physically to start to visualize what's going to happen in the interview. Why is this important? Well, actually, what you can start to do when you start visualizing is you can really start to control some of the potential uncontrollables that might come up and that might knock you offset or make you nervous or whatever the case may be. Okay, uh, there's there's six questions here that I really want to try and get you to 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 really you know maybe answer in advance of an interview. So, where will you be now? Clearly, um, you know, in days of old, uh, you usually had to travel to go to an interview, um, but clearly that is uh, that is not the case right now. Um, but, but really what I want to try and get you thinking about is, okay, so where in your house are you going to be? You're going to be doing an interview on video, okay? But where in your house are you going to be? What's the background look like? So, um, you know, what, what's the room environment like? What, what are the, what's the audio, uh, the acoustics like? You know, are you going to use a mic? Will you be using headphones? Um, so, so I think that's really, really important in terms of getting, getting that type of stuff really set up uh, very, very quickly, okay? Um, who will be there? So you, again, you heard me talk about last week, a whole heap of, uh, there's a whole heap that you need to go and do in terms of preparation around agenda. So, but I'm talking specifically who's going to be there um, so that you can start to persona out the types of people who will be in an, in an interview. And what Zoom uh, and remote interviewing has allowed lots of organizations to go and do is obviously to have um, a number of people participate in an interview, all of whom, as I said last week, will have different objectives and different requirements from the interview. So that's really, really important. What's the format and the agenda? Again, I don't want to spend a huge amount of time on that because, but, but that is definitely, as we said last week, that's something that you need to have extracted from the organization that you're interviewing for well in advance so that you can go and do some really detailed preparation and homework. What are you going to say? Um, so how are you going to physically respond to the questions that you know are coming your way? Have you practiced them? Have you said them out loud? Uh, that's really, really important. Um, have, you, have you recorded yourself on video actually, um, actually responding to those questions so that you can physically see what you look like? Do you look confident? Are you saying it and kind of being a little meek and maybe not saying it with the level of conviction that you need to go and say it with so that it's believed? Really, really important. What are the questions that you will ask? Um, and actually physically practicing those questions so that it's in the interview is not the first time that you're physically actually saying these words in the sequence of a sentence for the first time. It's so important. Um, that you know exactly what question you're going to ask and how you're going to, and that you're you're comfortable asking that question. And then, lastly, what are what are your objectives from the interview? So, you know, what do you want? What do you want to have happened in this interview? You know, do you want it to follow a certain structure format? Do you want to uh, spend a particular amount of time on, you know, maybe your your CV or your background or your experience or your deliverables or your output or whatever the case may be? So that's really really important that you nail you nail your objectives well 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 in advance. Okay.
So just to recap, visualizing the interview, a really, really important uh, pre-prep tool to give you a, a significantly uh, greater level of confidence before you go into the interview. Uh, and there's a real little, like there's some psychology here in this one that is effectively making you feel a lot more confident than let's say, for example, you might be otherwise. So that's really, really important, okay? Um, there are, and there's lots and lots and lots of science done on this one, but um, we have spent, um, we spent the, probably the first, uh, the first 12 months in our business um, really doing a lot of research, like a lot of analytical research with clients and with candidates in terms of what a successful interview looks like. And from, from our perspective and from the, the perspective of that research, um, regardless of the interview, regardless of the level of the interview, regardless of whether it takes place physically face-to-face -face or whether it takes remotely, uh, regardless of whether it's a 15-minute interview or a, a really long two-hour panel interview, there are four sections to a successful interview. And if you don't go through these four sections, the, the, the probability for success um, starts to reduce and it starts to reduce pretty significantly. So if you only get three of the four sections done, or if you only get two of the four sections done, you know, you can probably get to the end of that interview and say, do you know what, look, that hasn't been a good interview because I didn't get section one or section three done. So let me, let me, uh, let me go through the detail on this one. And I'm happy to take questions from, uh, I'm happy to take questions from people on, on, um, on the detail here. So section one is, is the introduction and the client overview, okay? So very clearly, this is your interview, but it's not your meeting, okay? This is the client's meeting. And look, I think what's really important is, is you, you know, just like you would do in a social environment, the very, the first 30 to 60 seconds of a meeting, of an engagement, of an interaction, they have to feel comfortable they have to feel warm it has to feel um like that there's that there's a, a good engagement on both parties okay so so it's really really important that you that you really practice um that you practice you know making yourself comfortable and making your interviewee interviewer comfortable also okay and that might obviously look very very clearly it starts with staring down the barrel of, of the camera looking directly into it that's the first thing so eye contact because clearly you're not able to you know you're not able to handshake the second thing um that's really really important is a smile um which obviously uh just makes people feel comfortable um relatively quickly okay and, and then the third thing is basically is that it could be 10, 15 seconds, it could be 30 seconds, it could be 60 seconds of ice-breaking chit-chat, you know, could be to do with the weather, could be to do with, uh, I don't know, could be to do with um, Megan and Harry, right? I mean, there's, there's a topical thing that everyone is, talk, is talking about last night. Uh, it could be to do with... Um, you know, maybe maybe you want to steer away from COVID, but but there are a number of topical things that 
that you can you can you know you can have up your sleeve and listen the other thing i would say to you is, is if you've done your research on an interviewer and you know that that individual is into you know like on a, like a particular hobby or a sport or they have an interests in in whatever the case may be based on the research that you've done then look maybe that's a good way to be able to break the ice get them comfortable about something they're comfortable talking about and kind of ease yourself into the interview okay but after that after that introduction and after that initial engagement it's it's not as i said it's not your meeting it's the clients and what i would always let them do is just sit back and let them kick off and introduce and that'll be something like rob um thank you for for attending this interview today um clearly you know i may and i'm going to kind of role play this a little right and let's assume that the role is a is a is a um is a data analyst so i'm responsible for the head of the data team we're interviewing you for a data analyst role and the objectives and requirements for the role are x y and z and um, what's really important to us are you know one two three we're running a process that is going to be interview one today interview two next week and then some kind of psychometric assessment number three and um look what we want to do in terms of getting things kicked off is we want to tell you a little bit about maybe me the hiring manager we want to tell you a little bit about our team and a little bit of about the maybe the environment that we have or some of the technology or tools okay now the reason the reason that it is so important for you as the interviewee to sit back and let the client talk is that you are likely going to get two or three absolute golden nuggets of information and insight in the client's words and in their language in that section okay and that might only be 30 seconds it could be two or three minutes depending on how much they want to talk and engage but what i really want you to do is always try and let the client speak and kick off okay so that they can set the scene number one and that they can provide you with some information number two okay if if as as is, is often the case if they take the view that they're not going to do that that they're they, they're going to say well listen thanks very much rob for joining we'd like to hear you talk about yourself what i would always try and do is i would push back a little bit and say look i'm, I'm delighted to do that and i will but actually so that i can give you a really good overview of myself i'd be really interested to hear you in your own words tell me a little bit about this job and um, clearly i've read the job description clearly i've done my research on the, on the organization but i'd love you to talk for maybe 30 seconds you know in in your words as to what this role is all about and straight away you've done that very politely and um, but you've you've exerted an element of control over the interview process and then you've got the client talking about their requirements the role uh, the deliverables, the expectations, um, but really, really importantly, you've got them talking in their language. Um, take notes, you know, uh, try and kind of uh, memorize, you know, some of those key phrases, key words. And the objective there is that we're going to reuse those, those words uh, in, in, in the you story, which is section two. Okay. <clears throat> Let me just take a, a little drink of water. 
So that's section one, the intro and the client overview. Section two is the you story. This needs to be prepared, it needs to be really slick, and it needs to be no more, no more than five minutes, three to five minutes in duration, okay? And basically, this is you telling your story starting right now, okay, and working backwards. Not starting, you know, back at the end of school or university, where, and maybe you've only just come from education or university, right? But, but really what I want you to do is I want you to start right now and work backwards, okay? And the reason that that's so important doing things in that sequence is that a client will hire you for what you are doing right now or that what you have done most recently, not what you've done in the past, okay? The stuff that you've done in the past is clearly incredibly important because it provides your experience, but they are gonna hire you for what you are doing right now. And that is really, really, really important, okay? So I want you to be, to be, you know, to be preparing the your you story. And as I said, it's three to five minutes long. It basically provides a little bit of a, a, a kind of a starting point. So this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm doing it. Um, these are some of my deliverables and outcomes or outputs. These are my kind of metrics in terms of my role. Here's a little bit about the team that I work in. So I'm part of a data, and again, let's use that example, I'm part of a data analysis team. There's four people in the team. We report to a BI MI manager. Um, my colleagues are based across the UK and Ireland. Uh, we're part of a global function. Um, the key deliverables I'm working on are you know, our weekly tasks, assignments, projects, the tools that I use are X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, so, so, so you can give a little bit of an insight in that, in that kind of fashion. And <clears throat> where you finish off the you story, and this is the really, really powerful impacting piece, is, where, is you tell the, the client why you are having a conversation with them today. So, the reason I'm having a conversation with, with you is maybe you're unemployed or maybe you've recently lost your job or maybe you're looking to leave where you are right now. Um, but I've been really interested in your organization, in Ingenio, for the following reasons. And here's the reason why I want to come and work with you or for you. And here's why this job really excites me and really interests me. Um, so, so that is the you story, okay? What you want to do is give them enough information to be able to give them a level of comfort where they sit back and they say, okay, well, look, this, this girl or this guy has plenty of experience, plenty of capability or plenty of relevant interests or whatever the case may be. Now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna dig into them a little more in a little bit more detail. And this is where the, this is where section three starts, which is the two-way Q and A. Okay, <clears throat> um, I'm going to be doing a session in a couple of weeks' time where I'm going to be talking about specifically typical interview questions. So some of the normal competency-based ones, and then some of the maybe slightly more unusual or maybe more difficult ones. So I'm not going to go into the detail on that stuff today, but uh, rest assured that. In an interview, <clears throat> particularly in the tech, software, and SaaS space, you know the the, the questions that you're going to get asked they're relatively uniform, they're relatively consistent. 
um, and they're relatively normal, right? You know, gone are the days where people are asking you really weird, unusual questions to elicit responses. That stuff doesn't doesn't really exist anymore. But but you should be prepared for a cross section of 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 questions that that elicit information about you in terms of your work experience or your professional experience, your education, your personal, um, you know, how you are, your personality the types of things that you're interested in. So that's really, really important, okay? The, the whole, the, 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 the single biggest area that we see candidates mess up on time and time and time again is that they don't ask good enough questions in an interview. And that's why section three says two-way Q&A. So again, I think in two weeks time, I'll be doing a session specifically on asking brilliant questions in an interview. Uh, and you'll, if you've if you've taken our course, um, or if you're intending on taking our course, one of the key things that you'll hear me obsess about is the importance of positive, curious questions, um, and that's that's on you, right? So that is something that you are going to go and ask, um, and that the that how you ask those questions, um, and I, I spoke about that in the visualization section how you ask those questions frames the information that you're going to get back but more importantly the psycho the psychological connection that you're going to have with your interviewer off the back of asking good questions okay so that's uh, two-way q a and look the last section um and this is the this is the one that you definitely need a lot more confidence uh, to be able to go on and do and manage and control um, and I spend a whole section talking about this in our course, is section four, which is feedback, actions, and close. So you have to, you have to understand that um, in an interview, assuming you go through the sections, you've got intro client overview, you've got the you story, you've got two-way Q&A, it's perfectly acceptable for you to ask the interviewer a question at the end or a series of questions at the end to determine how have you done? How have you got on? Are you the right type of individual? Are you the right type of candidate? Do they think that you would fit their organization, their team, the role, the objectives, you know, that type of stuff. And it's, it's perfectly acceptable and reasonable to be able to ask them for some feedback. And if, if the feedback or the initial response to that is either positive or negative. Okay. And it's also perfectly acceptable to be able to ask the interviewer, can you tell me about the interview process? And can you tell me about what the next steps and timescales will be? Okay. What is really, really important, folks, is that you are comfortable asking those questions and that you practice saying them out loud. And again, those questions, we do a huge, well, as I said, we do a full section on that in our course uh, on Ingenio Learning. Um, so, so that'll hopefully give you a little bit more insight into that piece. Okay. So, um, that is, sorry, just, just to recap, right? So four key sections to an interview, really, really important. The, the intro and client overview, the you story, two way Q and A and feedback actions and close. And to, to kind of close and wrap up on our side, um, so for those of you who are tuned in today or watching this, we have built a course 
uh, called Ingenial Learning. And this is built specifically to help people like you get hired by technology and software organizations. Um, there, what's included in it, um, there, are, there, are, there is a ton of very specifically built in-sequence modules that basically roll up uh, from a kind of a ground up all the way through down to the very end of the process that roll up to help you basically get hired. A whole load of stuff that makes the course personal to you. So, so very specific worksheets, exercises, practicals that you relate to you. <clears throat> Excuse me, your experience, your job, your background, your wants, desires, wishes, all that type of stuff. Okay. Um, we are running a bonus, uh, a bonus pricing um, model for those people who are tuned in today or are going to watch. That course normally retails for 100 euros. Um, and there is uh, there's a one-time discount bonus material for people who are on the webinar or listening in today. Uh, and that price expires uh, on Friday. Um, so we'll send you some information uh, in the, or we'll put some information in the chat and we'll send you some information afterwards if you want to go and have a look at that. This is some really interesting anecdotal insight. Um, 90% of our students who take the course are now getting hired within 90 days uh, within tech, software, uh, and SaaS organizations. And you can see what, they're, what they are saying, what, they're, uh, what they have got from an outcome perspective, and also some of the organizations that are hiring them on our website. Um, so that's really important. And I'm happy to take some questions now, guys, if you want to take, I, I, and I've got a little bit of time, um, so keep, you know, drop the questions in, in the Q&A or in the chat. Um, our next session is next Tuesday morning, same time, 11 o'clock GMT. And this basically will be dealing with interview questions. So what, what interview questions you can expect? How do you, how do you visualize and prepare for them? And, and obviously, how do you nail answering them? Okay, so that's really, really important. Uh, and I look forward to having people uh, here with us next week. Um, my email address is there. Again, as I, as I always say, happy to take any questions. Uh, so look, let's launch into the Q&A. Um, uh, Robin Roy. Um, Robin has asked, um, how do I prepare if I'm unaware exactly regarding the job requirements or what the employer is looking for? Please advise. Yeah, I, I think the first thing I would say to you, Robin, is, is it, like it is your job to make sure that you understand what the job requirements are. Um, and in the first instance, the likelihood is, is that you're going to be replying to a job that gets advertised and you're going to be replying to a job advert, which is a job description. So I think the very first thing I would be saying to you is, is like, look, if you don't have a job description, like, what are you applying for? Um, so, so, you know, I, I think that's really, really important. I think there is a section in our course where I talk about deconstructing a job description. And, and again, a job description as a document is fundamentally like it's absolutely crucial to, to a business. It's crucial to an interview, but it's also crucial to actually the, the business of, of creating that job from a budgeting perspective, firstly. And it's also really important to the management of uh, that role in, at, at, at a point into the future. So it's really, really important in the first instance that you get your hands on that 
and that you do your first bit of research around that. The second thing I would be saying is like in terms of what the employer is looking for, hopefully you've been able to see Robin there that like by asking the right level of him of, or, the, or the right types of questions, uh, they start to build up the agenda for your interview, okay? Uh, and they will also start to uh, to tell you things about what about what they want and what they need. And really importantly, and lastly, the very first the very first question or the very first section of the of the interview piece that I said there is around setting the scene and letting the client talk. That's the bit of the interview where they're actually going to tell you what they want. Okay, and what they need in the role. So, Robin, I hope that answers your question. Uh, Kumar, um, a lot of JDs include uh, includes uh, required experience with multiple tools and technologies, but generally a candidate doesn't have the experience with all of them. How should we answer when asked about a question on technology tool that we've not worked on? Brilliant question, Kumar. I think the very first thing I would say, as I always say, and as you've always heard me say, honesty is number one, the best policy, always in an interview. So no BS, no talking about tools or platforms that you haven't worked with. Don't forget, um, you know, uh, I was talking to a guy last week who works in the, in the data analyst space, and he was talking about two BI tools, one being Tableau and the other one being Click. And he had a load of experience on Click, but not in Tableau. Um, and the client used Tableau. And look, the fact that he had experience in the other platform means that the transition or pivot to go from one to the other isn't, it's not a big chasm, okay? And, and the other thing I would be saying to you is, is you do your research in terms of maybe what it takes to, to onboard yourself through working with Tableau if you've only worked with Click recently, so that effectively you negate the need and the requirement for the client to say, God, I'm not sure whether Kumar is going to be able to transition or maybe that transition might take six months when you might say, well, actually, I'm going to start my research right now on it. So I think that is, uh, I think that's probably, Kumar, a really good way to be able to, man to, to manage that. Um, so I hope that helps. Um, uh, Tanu, uh, you have basically said, what is an appropriate way to follow up applications? Again, great question. I think we covered this actually um, a number of weeks ago uh, and uh, this there's a whole section on the course in this one I would be recommending that you adopt a cadence structure to follow up applications okay and that cadence um, piece if you want to drop us a note uh, uh, Tanis Ray if you want to drop us a note we can send you some details on that one but yeah you need to develop a cadence which basically um, provides a formal follow-up process across phone, email, and video into an applicant. Uh, and that's into hiring managers, it's into recruiters, it's into maybe peers who work in the team. So again, I hope that helps. Um, Shireyas, uh, what's a good introduction to impress an interview, uh, an interviewer? So I think I would always, for me personally, I'm always very much of the view that I want to try and make a connection, a human personal connection as quickly as I possibly can, Shreya. So again, uh, eye contact, communication, smile, uh, really, really important. I think, you know, if you were to meet one of your friends uh, or maybe one of your family members, 
and you know what's the first thing that you would go and do you would go and ask them a question so i think that's really important right is to be able to tune into someone and maybe try and get a conversation or a dialogue going if you have done your research on the individual um, and again don't forget social media is a fantastic way for doing research on people without being weird um, but but it's it's a great way to be able to tune into what people are actually looking for what they're interested in from a personal social uh, work perspective I think that's really important and again you you heard me talk earlier on about using topical things I mentioned um, uh you know prince harry and Meghan markle earlier on and i kind of I, i'm laughing joking about that but you know i think a lot of people all over the world were tuned into that interview over the last 24 48 hours so like there's probably a common ground there that a lot of people have so shreyas i hope that helps and um, case good to hear from you i hope you're well a uh, question from you what advice would you give regarding demonstrating passion and knowledge of working in the tech sector as the employer is looking for someone with experience in the tech sector yeah look I, I think for me i think for me passion you know passion comes from you know here uh, and it comes from it comes from the tone and it comes from you know how expressive you are um so so that's part of it but it also comes from the research and background that you've done kate so I think, you know, if I was, if I was um, talking about maybe your, your passion for working in the tech sector, you might talk about maybe some of the experiences that you've had of working, you know, whether that be research, whether that be interning, whether that be previous jobs, whether that be maybe talking about some of the organizations that really impress you, maybe talking about the organization that you're interviewing for and what, um, what is it? That excites you most about working with an organization like that based on their technology or their platform or the clients that they're working with or the problems that they as a business solve so they're the things that i would really be tuning into kate um in terms of passion um uh, gokul um how to answer a question in a positive note for which we don't have the right answer yeah listen that is a brilliant question um so look I think I think what I will say to you is in an interview in an interview you 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 will never have a conversation with someone who has everything that you want okay um you're never going to achieve perfection there's always something that the individual is lacking in some way shape or form and <clears throat> I think the really important piece Gokul is if you don't have the right answer and you you kind of you probably know and 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 again i spend a huge amount of time in the course talking about this you probably already know where you're strong but really importantly where you're weak going into an interview based on what the client has laid out in terms of their requirements and expectations and i always want to be on the front foot from a weaknesses perspective and i want to be putting them out there and forward so that so that they, those weaknesses are not perceived to be, in fact, as weak as they actually are. Okay, so list out your weaknesses and 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 address them right up front. You know, and you can say, look, you let me use the data analysis example earlier on. I know you guys use Tableau, and I've no experience of Tableau. However, 
I've worked with their direct competitor, Click, for the last 12 or 18 months as part of my university dissertation. And, and I know from having a conversation with other data analysts that Click and Tableau are phenomenally similar platforms. And the ramp up period for me to really onboard and learn Tableau with my experience of Click is probably one week or 10 days. And in fact, I've actually already started to do some education around that. That for me, Gokul, basically shows that you, you understand a problem and that you've really considered it, that, you, you, that you, you have a genuine appreciation for why the problem exists, but more importantly, that you've got a solution to be able to fix that, okay? So, hope that helps. Um, Shri, Rob, I have four years of IT experience, uh, three years as a scrum master. What's the figure they expect from me when asked for a salary as I'm applying for jobs for the first time in Ireland? Thank you. Uh, Shri, can you, I'm not, a, I'm not an experienced scrum master recruiter, but I do have a couple of guys on my team who are. And um, if you want to drop me an email, I'll put you in touch with those guys and we can give you the detail on that. Um, and last question, uh, I've got four years, oh, that's actually the same question, sorry, so, so ask twice. Um, last question is uh, Tarsicio, being foreign, uh, could be a down point for the UKR market from an interview perspective. No, is the honest answer. Look, our labor, our labor force, uh, Tarsicio is, is made up of like people from literally all over the world. And specifically in UK and Ireland, because we literally just don't have enough, we just don't have enough resources here. Um, and clearly, both labour markets are very transient and fluid. Um, so, so absolutely not. It's not a down point. What is a down point is if you arrive into an interview, and perhaps maybe your language isn't isn't as good as it could be or should be. Right. So, so that that is definitely. You know, particularly if you're in a role where communication is key. I mean, that's the first thing. The second thing is, is just, you know, check your communication with them to make sure that it's well written, well constructed. Um, because again, that can be a downside for some people, particularly in an interview or sorry, in an application process. Um, but, and, and as I said last week, I would love you to go and do your research on the organization and really tune into the fact of like, are they hiring people from from overseas or from other countries so look i hope that helps you tarsicio it's a really good question um, okay folks well look i hope uh that has uh has helped you all um i just want to check really quickly in terms of conversations in the chat i think we're all good um so so folks look as i said um we are here to help you uh the course is built to help you um, we're seeing great great benefit and huge value um in terms of outcome and results and people actually getting hired off the back of it uh, and look it is built specifically to help people like you um, the market is really good as i keep saying to you you know the market in tech software and SaaS is really optimistic and buoyant at the moment we are incredibly busy but it is on you as the candidate to make sure that you're in the best um, you're, you put yourself in the best possible position to be able to get hired. Um, thanks a million for joining. Look after yourselves. And as always, keep the faith. We'll see you next week. Take care.